0: one of the best gifts that i ever got was um four years ago my dad he never wanted to leave the village so anything you did you had to go visit him in the village like that was it you you had to come all the way from america get off in es Salaam, and fly three hours to go to the village and see him oh, good so number. yeah so like when i was working as a dietitian I only got two weeks of vacation to come back home. And it was very hard for me to actually only have two weeks. If I have two weeks, by the time I come in and tell them when I leave, its time is up. So if I want to go see my father, sometimes it used to be a challenge. But then when I switched over and was doing travel, I like there was time I'd spend like two weeks with them. I just went there. And of course, I had my laptop with me working and the Internet was working great. And I would just sit there and just watch my dad just, like, he's drinking his tea slowly. And, like, I used to bring him, like, cookies. He loved cookies. Used to bring him cookies. He would sit there and just sip and eat a cookie. Very peaceful birds singing in the background. The, the, like, sounds and everything. Very peaceful. And I would just look at him and just smile. And he would just smile back at me. And I did that, I think, probably, like, four times, four or five times. When he was passing away two years ago, zero regrets. I was like, dad, go in peace. Because you and I, we had enough time. Yeah. (laughs) We shared enough time. That was, like, one of my best gifts that, Like, like, literally. From just switching over to travel and having that time and appreciating time with people, that was the best time that i ever spent and i couldn't have done it if i was if i stayed being a dietitian and not follow my passion
1: Family, you are listening to Concrete Pastures. I am Nancy Mulemoasisi. Being an immigrant has been one of the most challenging and extraordinary experiences of my life. It inspired me to create a platform to reach out to my fellow immigrants and dreamers. The goal is to provide a space for myself and others to share our stories as we deconstruct the world's view of immigrant status. We discuss issues that are important to us in the diaspora. We celebrate the joys, the laughs, the bravery that being an immigrant brings. Happy new year family, wishing you and your loved one a healthy and prosperous new year. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate your support to all of our new listeners. Welcome to the family. You can continue to support us if you haven't already by downloading our app on Google play. It's completely free and you have access to our whole library of our youtube conversations and our podcast our website and social media while you are there feel free to support us by donating or by buying our match which supports our veteran that makes them we love hearing from you our guests love Hearing from you. So feel free to reach out to our guests directly on their social media and let them know what resonated with you from their story. A huge shout out to FMG Radio for continuing to support us and giving us visibility on their platform. On this Episode. Our next guest, oh my God, i was so excited to meet her when we met. We met recently at the Points Guy Awards, Erica Hackman from the Nomadic Network. She's been on the show. She introduced us and right away, our next guest told me, I'm going to be your next guest. So here she is. And I'm so excited. I was excited that she even said that. I was like, okay, I'll take you up on it. And her name, a little bit about her, actually. Her name is Justa Lujwa Gana, a Tanzanian Brooklynite storyteller and a curious traveler. She was born and raised in Tanzania. And later at the age of 12, Justa moved to the U.S. of A. with her brother to reunite with her family. After a few years without visiting her country due to her studies. On her return, she rediscovered how beautiful her homeland was as a local tourist and beyond. She founded Curious on Tanzania in 2015 out of her own curiosity for the country, but also to help travelers unlock richer, travel experiences within and outside the country welcome my sister
0: oh thank you thank, how you, thank you are you, thank you.
1: <laughs> habari
0: salama habari huh? <laughs> hey you guys yesterday me. i
1: actually asked siri i'm like siri how do we greet okay do you know i actually do how to speak swahili so i was just like um uh, it's been a while. Let me just get the help of Siri. Siri's like, yeah. no, I don't speak Swahili yet. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Let me go about. to Google.
0: Siri you to speak every language. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. So
1: I thought she did. Habari. I really thought she did.
0: Yeah, Habari means how are you, or like yeah. in another way, it's like what's the news, like the shop, the news, like Habari. Um, in Salama, is basically, I'm at peace, I'm okay, I'm fine. Salama. That's Salama, it means. It. Just Salama, just like how Dar es Slam, uh, yeah. the city of Dar es the the, uh, the Salama or Islam means peace at the end of it. God. So I'm actually right now in Dar es I love kidding. it. I mean, that's why you <laughs>
1: actually go to that. My mom's um, cousin used to live there because her husband was a diplomat. They used to live there yep. for a very long time. My mom used to travel there back and forth. I used to see yeah. the pictures, the beach, the beautiful. My mom always used to rave about the food.
0: Yes, um, yes. The food is
1: delicious and everything. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. How was, you know? I know you came yeah. here twelve years old. Yes.
0: To I know it's, a, it's at
1: a young age, but do you remember anything growing up mm-hmm. in Tanzania? Just share with us a little bit.
0: Oh wow, do I remember? I think that's one of the one of the moments in my life that I will never forget because it was so such a significant time in my life, mm-hmm. and it's 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 part of kind of like my history or her history, I guess I could say. Growing up, I had like different experiences. So like, I was raised by my grandparents. Uh, my grandmother exactly like two of my grandmothers raised us because my mom was looking for various opportunities and she was always looking for like where can she take her kids for better education it's five of us in the, um, it's a five of us and she's number six so it's six of us in the family but she has five kids so she always wanted to have like the best education. And one of the things that one of the things that she did with my grandmother. Also my grandmother was very much about education because she did not get the education but she made sure her kids got education and when it came to us she wanted us to have a better education. So I think I was five years old when I went to school in Uganda. And this is in 94, that was during the genocide in Rwanda. It was, it was crazy. But Uganda was peaceful enough for me to be able to go to school there. And I learned a lot. I learned how to crochet. I learned how to dance. I learned how to cook. I learned how to become a woman while I was there. Learned different languages. I speak like six different languages. So picked it up while I was there. Actually from crocheting, I bought my first car in the US, crocheting but like it was such a life skill experience and then when I came back home in Tanzania it was always again language was uh, poured on you so you had to learn a new language it was the different cuisine the different cultures it was oh my it was so much and of course how to become a woman Uh, my grandmother was always there to kind of teach me how to become a woman um and what this is who we are like we come from the royal family so it was always like everything has to be proper this is who you are you always have to be proud of who you are, you always have to do this, that. Um, So it was a very uh, humbling experience that I grew from uh, coming from there and then Moving on to the US is a whole different experience, a whole different ball game. But my childhood was always a happy childhood. We had more than enough. We lived in a huge house, and it was it was good. Except like they just wanted us to get a better education, uh, so that was the migration to the US for better education.
1: I, I want to take you back to what you just said. Was growing up also for me? It's it's like they groom you to be yeah. a woman. Constantly, they tell you how to sit properly, how to mm-hmm. dress properly, how to this. Do you have any tradition that you could share with us? Because with, with us, once you, I guess, hit, once you get your first period, they, they have a ceremony that they normally have where they teach you how to be a wife, really, at that mm-hmm. age. Yep. <laughs> and it, it was mind-boggling for me my, my yeah. mom never allowed us to have that ceremony because I guess mm-hmm. she just didn't want her kids because she has three girls she didn't want but even though we my grandmother kind of groomed us like you have to be a certain way you have to be a certain way mm-hmm. there's no TV so nobody really teaches you a lot of things what do you guys uh, what do they teach you guys as a grooming part to be a woman because I'm always curious about those things they do it for girls, but not for men.
0: Yes. Um, so for us, I grew up slightly different because I grew up like my grand, my grandmother was married to a chief. Mm. And so we grew up as... Um, and my mom, of course, was a princess uh, before it was abolished in 19... Before we when we got our independence. But even then, they still treated as us as... So when my... Mother was growing up um as like a part of let me say like a chiefdom or the royals. They had certain things that they did there were of course like mannerisms they certain manners that they actually followed a little bit of the British mannerisms, yeah, we had a little bit of that that I guess that 's the modern portion of it, but also the tanzanian it was it was slightly different, of course, you had to know how to cook after a certain as soon as you turn like at least around eleven like a 10, 9, 9 years old, 8 years old, 9 years old, 10 years old, they yeah. started teaching you of how to become a woman. So cooking, cleaning, you're going to fetch water with like their doubts. And it's like such a, such a young age, but you had to learn those life skills because those skills at that particular time were important. And just in case, if you were to get married off somewhere, you had the life skills as a woman. So they actually the gender roles are very defined and they start teaching you those gender roles way earlier on so we got I did it as optional it wasn't like a must that you must do it because like our grandparents wanted us to get like a better education so we did not have to but like I did it with my friends like fetching water what else did we do we did like so many fun things like going to climb mango trees and get mangoes and um traditional like like let me say like there's some tribes where they do like the circumcision and all of that that was not a part of our tribe we never did that so that was not something that we did but like let me say the maasais would do that but not in our tribe like tanzania has 120 tribes so each tribe and tanzania is big it's almost like two twice the size uh two and a half size size of texas that's how huge it is
1: we are the size Um, of
0: texas yes we are like literally twice yeah you guys are the size of texas
1: yes we are the size are of texas
0: times, yeah wow yeah we are two times the size of texas um two and a half kind of so within tanzania with the various tribes each person practices something different and and so we were taught slightly different from what other cultures would teach you so like if you speak to another tanzanian from another tribe mm-hmm. they will share a different mm-hmm. experience from my experience so it's not like right. general every tanzanian has the same like the same experience it might be similar but it's not the same experience
1: no it's, it's the same thing in my country because uh, i thought we had a lot we have 73 dialects which is the tribes and the same way that you're saying the lousy is like for me i'm lowsy. i have a different experience from someone who's bemba or nyanja they all have like different experiences how was your experience in uganda was that boarding school
0: Uh, Yes, boarding school. I went there when I was five years old. Just imagine if you have a five-year-old child taking them to school, like I did not know nobody. It was one day they told me I was going to school to learn English and like Uganda, because at that time in the early 90s, Uganda had like the best education compared to Tanzania because Tanzania was predominantly when you go to school, especially primary school, the first language you had to learn was Swahili and then English was like secondary. So my parents, because like my mom knew that she wanted us to come to the us she wanted us to kind of have a heads up so she took us to school in uganda actually it was my grandmother who emphasized on it because like she knew the nuns and she was yeah. going to church The church is a big thing here so when she was going to church the nuns and also the priest recommended that hey you could take your kids to this school so they were able to i was the first one I was the guinea pig out of my whole town i was the guinea pig so i went <laughs> out there for school um, and experiencing Uganda the first year, cause I was five years old. I think I was five or six, whatever age it was way too yeah. young. Yeah. And it was such an adjustment. One, I had to learn the language. Luckily my fourth language is like similar to Luganda. So I had to learn Luganda first. And then after learning Luganda, then they started making us learn English where you cannot speak Luganda anymore or any other languages you have to take on English But, like, what I loved about that particular school, it just taught me how to become independent at a super, super earlier age, where it was, like... Way too early, yeah. Way too early. Very independent, creative... Just thinking on my own, creative in terms of like learning how to crochet. I was dancing. I was in so many different activities. Of course, I was learning. I was doing all the life skills, which is cooking, cleaning, everything. Like you had to learn. Everything was kind of within a certain grade level. You start off earlier, and then that's embedded into your your school. um, What is the curriculum? Like the older you are, the more of like life skills they include into your um, curriculum. Um, But like it was such a even today, I still remember. I still remember my experience in Uganda. Like, I was there yesterday. Nine. Even until today, like, when I have a chance to go back to Uganda to visit, I had a chance to go back probably, like, four four years ago to visit. I went and visited the nuns and said hello and gave books. Uh, it was because uh, I studied nutrition. Um, so I gave books for nutrition, and I wanted them to kind of say, hey, I am here. I went to the school, and it was an all-girls school. So, like, I was, like, I'm, I went to the school, and I was able to do – somehow good for myself and i want you guys to know that this school works mm. um so like i'll go back and give back all the time but like it was such a time of my life where i am always like it's always an honor to kind of know that my parents took me there um although it was such a tender age somebody else would take it on the negative side but for mm. me i i like now i appreciate it so like if you compare me and my some of my siblings who stayed home with my mom and like went to school with my mom my brother and I who went to school in Uganda we have this independency compared to being uh, my sister's a little bit more kind of like scared to hit life just like that they just need like, but we are like you know what I'm going back to Tanzania that's it my brother came back to Tanzania too but like it's that it's those life skills that you learn and you know like listen If I fall, I'm gonna fall and get up, like go right away and just keep on moving. Uh, That's what I got when I was going to school, boarding school in Uganda, so yeah.
1: Oh, I love it. No, I went to a school like that. For me, it was boys and girls, but it was from first grade all the way to 11th grade. Yeah, the little kids and yeah, I, I, I went to one of those schools and uh, it's popular here. When people here in America they say, oh my god, how do you take your child to boarding school? It's easy. It's yeah. Easy to take
0: them to boarding school. <laughs> it's like all, you, all the parents think about is like they're going to get a good education and like yeah. education is a huge, huge, huge thing in Africa. I mean yeah. it's huge everywhere but I think in Africa it's almost like this kid has to become a doctor and a lawyer and an engineer so we have to take them to the best
1: schools <laughs> 100% no for sure that's all with the, uh, that's all they talk about education yeah. the government that's, that's their selling point yep. it's, it's everything yep. education education
0: Oh. and you must become a doctor, a lawyer or engineer. Yeah. You none of those three. It's you're like not you're educated. Never
1: you're not educated. You're not
0: educated. Exactly. <laughs>
1: what did you go to school for?
0: <laughs> that's a good it's one. The five. Between those three, I tried. I survived. So five. I was the first thing when I went to school because like doing this, I think it was like early two thousands. I graduated in two thousand three. So it was like those two thousand three, two thousand five, something like that. Everybody was going to school for nursing nursing it was like you're just gonna do two years and you're gonna get paid like really really well like you must do nursing so my mom like everybody was like oh so what are you going to school because of what i was hearing everywhere i was like oh nursing you're gonna get your degree very quickly and you're gonna get paid i think it was like thirty dollars an hour whatever the case is like you're gonna get paid amazing and the job the jobs are endless yeah. It's no longer the case anymore. Over time like,
1: and everything.
0: Exactly. The jobs are endless and the pay is really good. So like, I literally just listen to people just telling me how much people get paid and the availability of jobs. So when I was going and applying for school, I just went for nursing based on those two things. And then I think I took one course. And we had to, we had to dissect a cadaver. And I went and I was like, cadavers, I am not with the dead people. <laughs> and then it was blood. I was like, I am not with the blood. I switched my major so quickly to nutrition. It was not even funny. <laughs> so I ended up <laughs> pivoting and doing nutrition. I got my master's in international nutrition. Nine. And that was a whole different ball game. like just trying to get like, because like they have nutrition, but they did not have international nutrition because everything is based on American, just wanting to work in America. But me as an African, I always knew that I wanted to find a way to come back home and also get back home. So when I went to nutrition, it was on the basis of like just seeing like so much cases, even just like looking on TV at that time, just looking on TV and seeing like so much malnutrition. And wanting to find a way to be able to provide, uh, wanting to work in the space where I could be able to help others who are suffering malnutrition and also just, just food related, understanding food and then seeing how could I be able to either create an organization or do something work uh, my other goal was like to work for the World Health Organization Lovely. um so I actually took courses at the uh, at the UN and actually got to understand the organ how it works and I was like mm, well so I ended up trying applying for those positions I applied and applied and applied and I had zero callbacks this is when i had already my i think i have my bachelor's and my master's. got zero calls i was like did you do nutrition here
1: in the u.s or yeah
0: i did nutrition in the u.s yes
1: so at 12 years old did you start to do high school or
0: no or you graduated when i came to the when i came to the u.s yeah i came in middle school so like i started from middle i came in middle school in seventh grade and i got skipped to the ninth grade and then I just continued from there.
1: Got it. No, because I know our education yeah. is a little bit higher than when I... Yes, exactly. The education is slightly...
0: Especially when it comes to math and sciences. The only yeah. thing is different history. Yeah. It's like, I don't know American history. I know world history, but I do not know American history. I, I mean, know I knew American history briefly, but I also knew world history. But not like the intense American history, like Texas history or something like that. I'm like, oh, who... It's like way too much. So that, that will get me like. Where like did you go when you I came to I, the U.S.? I thank God, hallelujah to God. My mom landed in New York. If he was anywhere else, <laughs> I would have been like, if he was like in, I mean, I, I love Alabama. I don't know where to say I would have been like mother why are you going to Utah (laughs) but thank God it was New York and I've been there ever since guys yeah but like adjusting to school in the U.S. it was very challenging especially coming in as an African everybody like the accents like they 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 knew like you were different and like I couldn't fit in with like typical Americans I always had to fit in with like the Caribbeans cause they kind yeah. of had the same journey. Like any immigrants kind of, we all ha- kind of had the same journey. So we clicked to, with each other. And then everybody else saw us as the outsiders, especially w- the way you dressed. If you yeah. did not have name brands on, it was like, you were not it. If you did not like, there was there was all these things that were happening in the schools. Like you are the second
1: person mentioning this. Actually, I had a conversation with Richard, and he mentioned the same way because he was living in Manhattan. I thought it was a Manhattan thing.
0: No, 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 no. This is (laughs) everywhere. This is everywhere. I went to school one day. Like my mom took us to buy shoes, so we walked and bought shoes. And I had brand new shoes. Brand new shoes to an African child is brand new shoes. Brand new shoes to me, it was brand new shoes. So I walked into the school. I had these sneakers on. I think they were white and something was like some pink or something, whatever color. I walk into school with my jeans on and like a white t-shirt on. And like I had my like sneakers and I walk and I'm so proud. Like I have new sneakers. This girl came and busted my bubble. She was like, are you wearing sneakers from Payless? And I was like, oh, man. And then that's when I came to know what Payless was. Like, no other kid wanted shoes from Payless. I'm like, but shoes is shoes. Like, I yes, lived in Payless, Payless for a minute. I love Payless. You could In my school, you had to have Jordan's Zone. You had to have, like, Timberland's Zone. You had to have, like, all the name brands. Wow. That's how, because it was also predominantly black. But, like, you had, like, all the brands, all the brands. Like, in Mount Vernon and Westchester, all the brands you had to have. You were, like, the cool kid. But I never fit in there. That, that always region. boggles
1: my mind. Like, I'm not yeah. into the name brand situation. Yeah. I, if, I just like to wear things that, are, that that look good on my body and whatever exactly. looks good. So even like Payless. I've been in Payless. I haven't been in a long time, but I, I've been in Payless. I don't even know if it's, that's too open now. This is not when I first came to America I used to go to yeah. pay less for, for, uh, I used to do babysitting so I would buy sneakers why would I waste a good sneaker for babysitting exactly
0: <laughs> when you could save money so you could come build your house in Africa <laughs> yeah oh no, like, that's you crazy! Save your money wow. and come to your house in Africa like why not? That's what we did with our house here <laughs> yeah, no, that's crazy
1: i I I thought it was only for rich kids <laughs>
0: exactly exactly. when I was in school um in u s we were lucky to go into the e s l program like English as a second language, yes, so that helped a lot like even even when I like knew English like in on pretty good terms yeah i just put myself back in esl i was like esl you were picked upon because you're in esl like anytime you're different these kids always picked up on you but like we were picked up on because we were in ESL but later on I got to realize that like, ESL kids like English as second language kids got so much attention with the teachers and the teachers helped you and we had like special teachers who were helping us in everything that we did I was yeah. like why am I gonna get out of having like private service for like public <laughs> I was like no I'm, I'm like a special kid I'm gonna come and stay here and get all these services just catered to me. Like, why am I going to go? Like, I am... Yeah, so I enjoy just... Using, taking advantage of like ESL teachers and everyone, and just getting help, especially with college and everything. Because my mom did not also know about like what college do you go to, what do you do, all of that. She didn't. Like it was all fairly new to her. She was busy working probably like four jobs, like three jobs on the clock mm. um, to be able to take care of us. So we ended up like having to take care of our own selves. But, like, in a mix of taking care of our own selves, it wasn't like we were doing, like, we were just being like bad kids. Like, you couldn't, we couldn't afford to be like, like, to misbehave. Because you yeah. knew your mom was working so hard. There's no way you're going to misbehave when you see this lady. She doesn't even sleep in the house. Like, we were in the house by ourselves. My sister, my oldest sister was the one taking care of us. But you couldn't, we couldn't afford any of us messing up. Any of us, any of the five of us could not mess up. Because we knew how much she was working hard to take care of us. That's, that was one of the things. So, like, when you went to school, it's like you went to school and you made sure you took care of yourself and your grades and you made sure you made your mom proud.
1: Wow. It, you know, it's such a yeah. normalcy here to have people work four or five jobs every single day. I have to answer phone calls. I have to do with ABC. I have to do this other job to take care of everything. Plus the people that are back home.
0: Yep. Like, you take
1: care Very of your true. kids here. I'm sure your mom was taking the care of you guys.
0: Home, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tell me,
1: tell you me. You have to
0: take care of the whole... It, it's almost like there were people who were writing to my mom at the time, or whenever my mom calls, and they, um, my mom would be like, oh, so um, sometimes I'll, she stopped doing that nowadays. She's like, oh, what should I get you? This guy was like, oh, can you give me a bus so I could start my business? A whole bus! <laughs> like, I can't feed my kids. How do I get you a bus? Like, a whole <laughs> bus. So, some people's ideas of like, they think just because, like, 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 US. Is when For us Like especially Like within my community Like within Tanzania People look I mean Even within the whole Africa They look at the United States As land of like Endless opportunities And like There's a tree somewhere Where you just pick up dollars And you must send it To like everyone So they could be able to because everybody cannot be able to make the same money, so you have to send it to them so they could be able to live their life comfortably. But they don't know <laughs> how you are harvesting that money. Like, how are you going? Nobody cares how are you actually getting it, but they just want it.
1: You didn't um, know there was a tree? As soon as you get to JFK, there's a tree, you start
0: picking up money. Okay? Yeah, they pick up <laughs> Until they come and realize, that's when people are like, oh, okay, I don't want to be here anymore. But... It's, it's it's such a it's such. I think people now are understanding through like, especially with like, I don't know if social media is helping. Or some people are just still naive, but a lot of people are understanding that. Um, like we, I do my best to educate people. Even when I'm here in Tanzania, I'm like, listen, I work very hard for my money. So if you want it, you're gonna have to work harder for it. So you're gonna have to provide a service. You're gonna have to do something where money is supposed to be exchanged. It's not supposed to be given. It's an exchange. So what what are you exchanging it for? Don't come and cry at me and think you, you're going to get money from me or tell me all your problems. You're going to think I'll get money from you. Like, even therapists get paid. <laughs> like, you go to a therapist with your problem, you're going to have to give them money to tell your problems. I and, love and it. It's like...
1: Being an immigrant can be hard. Having been away from my home country for over 20 years has allowed me to experience these hardships firsthand. Throughout my journey, I've had a lot of challenges that were hard to bear. Juggling adjustment to a new country, obtaining my immigration papers, getting married, having children, establishing my career, and finding time for myself. Even though I've always had faith, I also relied on therapy, which gave me the tools to cope with the issues life brought me. My fellow dreamers... Let's remove the stigma around therapy and normalize seeking help with today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Go to betterhelp.com slash concrete pastures for 10% off your first month of therapy with BetterHelp and get matched with a the therapist who will listen and help you. In as little as forty-eight
0: hours. Yeah, but our culture is it's, our culture is such like, like our country in Tanzania. Um, before, in the, um, like right after independence, we were a socialist country, once. Uh, before being a capitalist country, we were once a socialist country. So with socialism, there's the the thing that's called Ujamaa. And Ujamaa is basically the unity of people. And it's basically, it's kind of like sharing of resources and exchange of resources. And then part of the also Ujamaa is like having one language that unites you. So we also had like Swahili as a language that united us all together. So if you travel in any corner of Tanzania, you will still be able to use your mother tongue which in our case you could use swahili and you could communicate with anybody around the around tanzania you don't have to use the foreign language to be able to communicate in tanzania if you're tanzanian so the advantage of what came out of the well, socialism. the socialism is the language we have one language that unites us. So it's so peaceful. It's so people people are willing to kind of share. So we come from that environment of what we are always sharing. So even if you, when you go on the outside world, it's like whatever fruits you bear, you could come and share it with people here.
1: Got it. Is your mom still here in America?
0: So yes. Yeah. So my mom is in the U.S., um, but she also travels here back and forth in Tanzania. Um, But her ultimate goal is to come back and retire in Tanzania.
1: Uh, I hope she's still not working four jobs.
0: No, 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 she's not. (laughs) That's one thing. She's not. But, uh, you know, the thing is, like, her working very, very hard was one, of course, to try to give us, like, a good life. But also, in Tanzania, it was to build, like, to build a house that we could come back to. So, all the jobs, all the hard work, it was only, she knew it was only for a limited time. Mm-hmm. And every single penny, even if like she had a job one time, it was almost like $4 an hour, like $3, $4 an hour. But she would collect everything small, small, small here, small, small there. And then she would have it um, where she could be able to bring some money here. Uh, started building it probably took up like it would take some people would take them almost like 10 years to build the house but like they'll go little by little and they build it so that's like the normal the culture how it is and what is it yeah so like that that's that's the mannerisms of how like even if you the little that you have you Mm. gotta put it to like you gotta maximize on it that's how she worked out things but now she doesn't work as much anymore (laughs)
1: Um, the reason why I asked, because part of um, you've explained a lot, because part of why concrete pressures exist is because of the perception everybody else in the world has about the US as an immigrant. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give people a window into our lives as immigrants. Like it's not as glamorous as you think it is, just because mm-hmm. you see us on social media looking great that day and we took a lot of bunch, a bunch of pictures doesn't mean this is the life that we live every single day. We don't have sure. the Beyonce and Jay-Z type of life. Some people long for it mm-hmm. but at the end of the day we are normal people who are hardworking every yeah. single day. Going out there to get to work for every penny. America does not yeah. do anything for free. As soon as you arrive... You're working for every little penny that you have in your bank account and this exactly. is what i wanted to um to give people to to understand yep. and mm-hmm. I, i'm grateful that you were able to explain that what your mom has been able to give you what have you learned from your mom's experience
0: my mother oh my god what have i learned for her uh so much every single day is a different lesson persistency just being persistent and just following your guts and like your, the dream that you have, you're gonna fall so many times, and she did fall so many times. There was a time where I think she went in '89. She was pregnant with my uh, my brother, my youngest brother, um, and things got hard because like after when she got pregnant, she they had to uh, she had to bring back um, my brother to Tanzania. Mm-hmm. Um, so she sent somebody with my brother who was three months came back to Tanzania. She stayed in the US. So postpartum, is real, but she still had to go back to work. She had to go back to work. So all her five kids were in Tanzania, and she was the only one in the U.S. Uh, She still had to work. Crazy jobs, almost like three jobs. At that time, she was working also at McDonald's. She was working also other jobs, but trying to collect as much as she could. When it got super hard. She ended up pulling back and coming back to Tanzania. She stayed here for probably like until like 94. And she was like, you know what? We need to try this again. Luckily, they got a visa. We were super lucky to get visas again. They got visas. They were able to fly back to the US with my two sisters and her. So it's like three of them that flew. My youngest brother already had, um, he was an American, so he's fine. He could always go back and forth. And me and my brother were left in Tanzania. So going back again, starting from scratch again, and just trying to make it all over again. But she's always persisting. Even being in America, she could have gave up at any time and said, you know what, this is super hard. Living in one house with like turning the whole living room into a bedroom where she just came from Tanzania, where she has everything, but now going to America and starting from scratch. She would have been like, you know what? No, I'm not doing this. But she knew her purpose for being there. Her purpose is her kids, her kids getting, getting a better education and also getting a better opportunity. And she still persisted and kept on going and kept on pushing. That drive of wanting the best for somebody else, that is what I always like remember. Even like for me, with my business and my career, I always remember you always have to, when you, The more you give to others, depending... The more you kind of share and give, the more it will be given to you. Yeah. Um, but you just have to persist. That's that's what I took from my mom. But she's she's amazing. She's 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 amazing. She's always there. My mom would drive almost like three hours just to come in, just be with us for ten minutes, and then drive back, go straight to work.
1: Oh,
0: lovely mothers. Yeah. Lovely. I know mothers. I don't know if I would be like that. i will be like, listen, yeah. child. <laughs> I got a party
1: to go to. You will, you will. Um, I mean, we we don't act to anything that we haven't seen. Whatever we we see, we emulate. And um, I'm glad your mom has been an amazing example for you guys. It's definitely hard. What what has America given to you?
0: Lord, America the ego, (laughs) the confidence, (laughs) the American ego, the confidence of like, I think America kind of like gave me that flash, um, you know how an eagle is in the in up in the air and yeah. could, like an eagle's eye and could kind of see like everything in, in the space. Yeah, I think that's what America gave me—the eye of kind of like seeing the eagle's eye of like seeing everything, including seeing what is available, or what is in Tanzania, mm-hmm. and then what is in America, and like just seeing all these various opportunities. That's what America has done for me. Do you have any regrets? Um, for my mom bringing us to the U.S.? Yeah. No. No, I wouldn't do it differently. Because I think if it was done differently, I would probably be married with like 10 kids right now somewhere in a village. Gotcha. I would not do it any differently.
1: Yeah. So what got you into everybody? This young lady is a traveler. She travels everywhere. She founded as part of her intro. She found it Curious on Tanzania. So, what got you into Curious on Tanzania, your home country?
0: Oh, boy. So, it was, it was like when we were when I when I was able to come back to Tanzania and like visiting, I used to mostly like when I come back mostly go and visit like my family members or taco along with my mom. Whatever she tells us to go, oh, we're going to visit this person. Let's go for dinner. Mm-hmm. Or we're always going for the other one. So like I got to experience Tanzania more as a Tanzanian. Um, but then there was one opportunity which was provided by my uncle. My uncle has been in the tourism business at that time for probably like. 20 almost like 30 30 years um so he came to america and like i was then a clinical dietitian working um busy and just like working just like typical job um very very busy working full-time um going finishing up my master's full-time and i think i had other jobs so it was almost like I was repeating the cycle of my mom, just like working, 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 working with that cycle. So he came and saw us, um, we did dinner with him and he was like, You guys need to check out Tanzania. Like, have you have you gone like on Safari? Have you done that? We were like, No, no, no. He's like, you know what? I need to show you another opportunity of how you could be able to use the your opportunity that you are you already in the United States, you already are within the people who are actually wanna travel to Tanzania. So come and see, and then you guys let me know what, um, what, how you could be able to use, take advantage of this. Um, so it got to the time we were like, okay, we thought it was like a joke or whatever oh my god we came to tanzania we did the typical tourist stuff that everybody else does and it was amazing we went to the Ngorongoro crater with the, which is the eighth wonder of the world we went to the serengeti and saw like with the safari game drive which i've never been on a safari game drive i'm tanzanian but i've never been on safari game drives or anything like that the various lodges the rich of the rich wherever they live this is like a 10-day experience He paid for everything and everything is super expensive. It was almost like $10,000 per person. It was six of us. Um, But he wanted us to see the opportunity. We went to Zanzibar. We came back in Dar es Salaam and like Zanzibar with the beaches and like it was so much. It was like such an eye opening experience. Um when I came back to the US I was like, okay, I have all this information. You know when people give you like information when you see, you yeah. come back hot. Hot and you wanna share and you wanna tell everybody. So that's what I did. I went out and told everybody about safaris and how great it was and everything. And um and actually majority of my friends that I thought they're like black. So like I will go to them and tell them and share. And then they were like, so what else? (laughs) And they were just looking at me like, what else? I was like, this is great. You guys are going to love it. And whatever, they're like, what else? So they kept on saying what else and what else and what else. And then there was one particular person was like, I want to experience it the way you experience it when you go back home and i was like uh, what is that i don't know like i then i started digging again just trying to figure like what are they talking about what is that what else and i started focusing on that what else um, and that what else was basically especially when it comes to african american who's our highest target that what else is like seeking to find self through travel mm-hmm. so with that they they're also looking to identify themselves for me I am Tanzanian. I know where my village is. I know where my cultural roots come from. So they're looking at me. They're like, oh my God, you're able to experience all of this. And also, you know where you come from. And as so you go, so travel back and also discover even more. We want that. We want exactly that. So once I found out, like before a company was called Keys to Safari, because I was giving you a key to Safari, very sh- shallow. <laughs> so Ended up kind of cracking down again, and like I had a couple of friends who were helping me with everything, and kind of like thought, okay, okay, so one, I don't know the country that much, I'm also new at it. I can't be like I'm a super expert at something I am not but I am Tanzanian and I love it so let's all be curious on it so that's how I created like Curious on Tanzania it's just basically my curiosities and those people who are traveling their curiosities let's come come bring them together I will go and do the self-discovery and then I'll bring you guys along and you'll be able to discover the country the way you are seeking to discover it and then I'll just kind of mix it up and add the extra flavors in there and of course you do the safaris you do zanzibar but then also you whatever that your interest is to kind of figure out that will also be incorporated and it will be a very customized experience that you would come back and say oh my god that was a trip that literally changed me as a person or like brought me closer to who i am and my ancestors especially for like african-americans or anybody else you know anybody else could they could see we all could see ourselves within somebody else but it has to be we all have passions we all have um that that thing that when you see it in somebody else you're like yeah i recognize that and that's the important thing when it comes to first when we were building um like curious on tanzania oh
1: listen i've been i talk a
0: lot
1: (laughs) no 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 I love when people are passionate about what they do. It's evident that you are, you live what you do. It comes out of you. But me meeting you and us hanging out together at the awards, it was like I have known you for a while, for a long time. The type Uh of energy that you give. So even when you are taking everybody, your clients on tour and showing them your country, I'm sure they are having a ball because... I've been on your social media. Yeah. I'm I'm literally wanting to go and experience
0: Tanzania.
1: (laughs) Tanzania through your eyes. Because I think it's beautiful. The pictures, like it's endless. I could sit there honestly I had to stop myself. I'm like, I need to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was going on and on and on and looking. I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. This is so good. This is so good. They went cooking. I want to go cooking. They went this. Yeah. But those are the experiences. And it's funny that you say that, that, you know, you didn't know your country that well. It's the same thing for me. Like, mm-hmm. I know my country not that well. I mm-hmm. went to, uh, in 2012, back home for the first time after a while and it was like I was a tourist. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to experience the Victoria Falls. I went to experience, like, all of these um, tourism, even the national park. Still, it was just like, wow, I feel like a tourist. And it was yep. just like that. Like, I felt like a tourist. But it's great mm-hmm. to have somebody who is from the country. Because no matter how long you're gone, you know the foods. You can really...
0: Yep. It's
1: like, oh,
0: hey, let's go eat, you know. Uh, I, I usually take people, I'm like, let's go eat, but we're going to buy the best chef. And when I when I get there, the chef already knows the menu. Yeah. And he knows how to do it right. Like, it's up. It's like, like the, the experiences we do, it's like to the next level. Like, yes, like, because I've lived in New York, and yeah. I understand, even like Brooklyn, like, they, there's this kind of like flavors that people look for, and you could seek them out and just be like, listen, this meal needs to taste like this. I, yeah. I know I'm going to get somebody through this banana soup. Like they're going to get it. Like they're going to, I have people who up to today, they remember that particular meal that I took them to eat. And they're like, and they just melt. Like their mouth melt just melts. That's by like speaking about it, but it's because the attention to the details Yeah, and just being, like very keen on, um, like making sure when people come to experience something they experience it the proper way yeah um but yeah, I what love you that. were talking yeah what you were talking about like like when you met me like the, the vibes and all of that it takes work <laughs> it takes work it takes like self acceptance and showing up as the person you want like yeah. for me i know like even even with my accent i'll keep my accent the same way it is you know because i know it will bring you it, it's also a conversation starter or it will it will help it will help me to identify myself
1: and yeah. not
0: blend in with everybody else i'm like listen this is who i am this is who i'm gonna come i'm like i am here but like i'm being represented by like Everyone who is like my ancestors and everybody like that, wherever I walk, yeah. that's who walks in with me and I'm going to show up that way and I'm not going to hide who I am because I want to make other people feel comfortable and sometimes we kind of like assume when we are showing up we always have to be a neutral and not highlight your best because we are afraid that we might intimidate other people but it's not true you're not intimidating other people but you're actually opening up that conversation to be like hey this is who I am and if you don't understand you can always come and ask me hey i noticed this can you tell me a little bit more about that you know so that's why like authenticity is 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 key like when you especially like as an entrepreneur you always have to like find your angle find like the more you seek to understand self the more it becomes easier for you to be able to connect with others because they they see it they see the true the true you you see it like i know nancy like you just see it like listen and then you could connect to people a little bit better, but it takes time to kind of work onto that.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, Yeah. I connected with you right away. And even when you just saw me, it's like, I'm going to be your next guest. I'm like, I love it. Let's do <laughs> the this. I'm like, come on, let's do this. Who are you? I was like, no, I, the thing is you understand, I guess, that you understood the concept as to this is your home. This is your space. And this is yeah. uh, true to the words. This is our space as immigrants to highlight our stories. And this way people can learn around the world what it's like to be an immigrant. There's no hiding. There's no sugar coating. It's just how it is. This is our stories. And we're just highlighting what we've been able to live. Hopefully you can learn a thing or two from our experiences. This way you don't have to make the same mistakes.
0: Thank you. Yeah, yeah, the journeys, like we all have like similar journeys, but yet different also at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like we are very, we are like silent about it. We are afraid to speak our truth yeah um and like sometimes just like the more you are able to speak your truth and be your truth the more opportunities come at you but like we are especially like our parents our parents are like we are not saying anything we don't want like people to know that we are suffering (laughs) or we suffered i'm like you're no longer suffering mom like i'm taking care of you mom you yeah. need, but that story, you still need to share it because somebody yeah. else might be going through a similar journey and they want to know that there's a light behind somewhere that they could see. Like There's somebody else who saw the light, so help them see that light too by sharing your story. So somebody will be like, you know what? This person was able to go through it. All of this I'm going through, it's going to come to pass. But like if that's not being shared, you always feel like you're just still in that...
1: A hundred percent. This this is why this platform exists, so we can continue to highlight all of our stories.
0: Thank you, Nancy, um, for providing this. And we're always going to be here to kind of come and share.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Listen, it's our space. So you are in Tanzania now. I, I am so happy to be traveling. You know what I miss, actually. And we are busy cooking. The food smells so good. Listen, <laughs> I, I'm about to talk about food because I used to make <laughs> this dish back home. One of my uh-huh. Tanzanian friends taught me how to make this. I, I don't know why I'm forget. I'm so forgetful now. Because after being being it's a cornmeal a
0: ugali,
1: it's a combination of the the rice. Uh huh. And then oh pilau, pilau! Oh my god, the rice pilau. Yes, you guys make it so good. I used to make that for the family, like yeah. almost, almost like on Sundays. I would make that. Like I was into yeah. making like new things because I was just tired of eating shima. Shima is all like our staple. Yeah. it's made out of cornmeal. Uh-huh.
0: Oh, we have that too. It's called ugali
1: yeah so it's just yeah i can't eat that every day now i don't even eat yeah. it i eat maybe like once or twice a month if i yeah. but my daughter wants it so she she loves it mm-hmm. so I, I make it for Aww. about once i make it i'm like oh yeah. let me have some so i get to eat a little <laughs> bit <laughs> it's a lot of work though too
0: That but- is a lot of like that whole mixing it's like listen. It's Tell me, yeah. I
1: don't even have the right spoon now because my other yeah, one—the wooden
0: spoon—yeah,
1: I, I don't even have the right one. So I just bought whatever was in the store, the wooden one. It's not yeah. the right one. It doesn't make <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> the right way. But yeah, I miss making that. I try to make the, to to get the spice and I try to do it. Yeah. it didn't come out the same.
0: Mm-mm. When I come back, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to bring you some yes all the spices in my cabinet in brooklyn
1: oh great we, we, we just have Not to do everything. a, a, a cook down i'll come to your house so you come February to your house.
0: guaranteed yes <laughs> i'm like February guaranteed <laughs> no i love
1: it i love it no we definitely gotta do <laughs> that yesterday That's i was, a, I I was talking to that. you telling me <laughs> how
0: you i always do, have events i always have events in brooklyn like I I, tr- I bring, like, my culture or, like, me just, like, the joy of just being able... I'm a storyteller. So the joy of being able to tell stories through experiences, touching, food, Love it. eating, dancing, and all of that. So, like, anywhere I am, I always bring it with me. Like, I always call uh, call up a bunch of my friends or sometimes um, um, clients who have, who have traveled, who have never traveled. They all come to my house. Um, and I make them cook because I don't cook it. I like, I've, I lay out all the ingredients and I'm like, today we're going to have a cooking class and you guys are going to make you out for yourselves. Bring wine too. <laughs> and, but they, people love it. Or like making banana, like banana soup or whatever. Cause it's a new experience. A that experience I don't know. The banana love soup, it. I
1: saw it on your oh, Instagram. I, I need
0: to try oh that. God. I need it's to so try good. that. Yeah. It's so good.
1: Listen, it's super. Good. I, I used to live through my mom when she traveled, yeah. and she would come uh-huh. home and tell me all of these uh, experiences that she had through food. Oh, I ate this. Yeah. Even the pilau. Yeah. Like the first time I yeah. met yeah. her at home, she was just, like, oh my god, this is so good. Because you know, it's back home. It's Zambia, so we 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 have the actual spices. Like really oh yes, yes,
0: yes, yes, spices. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, I, I, this is why I I love traveling through my mom probably uh-huh. yeah. a lot a lot a lot
0: oh that's good yeah Possibly so she brought all the spices for you
1: she didn't but we, we could buy the same we had like the spicy market i don't know if they still have it back home
0: yeah we mm-hmm. had
1: like the spicy market you could just go actually buy all the different spices they just weigh them for yeah. you and yeah yeah it, oh it, nice it, it's,
0: yeah it's they a, do that here
1: like oh, cool. in the
0: spices coming from Zanzibar those are like the best like Zanzibar is known as the land of spices yeah so you get like the best the best spices there
1: lovely I've
0: been yeah. in Daresham. like yeah like if if you guys had like a smell of vision yeah. If you could smell like the smells like because they're cooking right now, the smells that are coming out of this house, you'd be
1: like, oh <laughs> "Don't get have me you hungry. <laughs> I haven't eaten in a while. <laughs> Don't get me hungry." So if I'm, I, I want to have the curious on Tanzania experience. How do I mm-hmm. sign up? How do I get to have this experience with you?
0: Um. So one, I know sometimes it's easier like on social media. So if people go on Curious on Tanzania, Mm -hmm. um, they could be able to write us a message or DM us and that should be able to reply back and give them a form that they fill out. All our website, which is CuriousOnTanzania.com uh, and we're curious you could be able to go on there and there's a place where it kind of tells you, do you want a customized experience? Do you want to join a group trip or do you want to go on the like a residency trip? So you click on one of those and then you take it to a form. You fill out the form. I personally get it. I Most of the time I'm in contact with all my clients that are coming in, personally get it. We get on the phone with you. We create, we customize a plan for you or like an itinerary for you. And once you accept everything as well, you make a payment, you come to Tanzania, we pick you up at the airport and you have an amazing time. And when you're going back home, you start crying that you don't want to go back home <laughs> and then you're going to tell all your friends. Uh, that's how it works.
1: <laughs> Do you guys help out with accommodation or everything is included?
0: everything is included accommodation let me say your food your experiences like let me say for example safaris cooking classes sometimes people want to have business meetings that's included now people want to travel and look at real estate and see how could they be able to live in uh, like in africa so we do those first time visits and like trying to relocate we kind of like help in terms of like getting them familiarized with the country too so we do a lot, like all in one. That's what we call it just curious on Tanzania. It's like whatever that you're curious on we will help you to navigate your way. Um, but then we also understand how the world in the U.S. works and how everything is. But like we use that to kind of bring here and then we're able to customize like your experience really well.
1: I love it. You, you've been very successful with what you are doing. What gets you up, like what gets you excited, what motivates you to do all of these things? I mean you wanted, you went to for nutrition for school yeah and then yeah. now you are into tourism. Why the pivot?
0: I think I've always <clears throat> dreamed about um, it's okay. I've always dreamed about coming back home and finding a way to give back. I I took a course when I was in New York. It's called Momentum. And this is a course where they help you. to. It's like a life life coach class, I guess. You know, Mm -hmm. one of those. It's a life coach class I took. This lady, I kept on, like, literally the whole entire time, I kept on crying, like, oh, I wanted to become a dietitian so I could go help people and blah, 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 whatever, whatever. She was like, she just looked at me, and I was like, oh, I wanted to form a nonprofit organization. She's like, just a. You know how many people are doing that in Africa and you think that's helping or they're just doing it out of their selfish, some, some of them, not everyone. <laughs> so she was like, I don't yeah. need you. And she was, she was very frank with me. And I was like, I was like in tears. She was like, I don't need you as an African to go over there and do the same thing. I do not need you to do that. Not you. Like specifically, she was speaking to me. She was like, if you're going to start something, look at social enterprise look do something with good like for good it's a business but it's a a for good business so it's social enterprise so she introduced me to the world of social enterprise so that's why i was like you know what when the travel when the travel idea came up to me or they introduced me to travel that's when i saw where my calling was I was combining the two worlds like i have like we work with almost like 30 people right now in tanzania and also there's more small businesses that we work with that we are actually supporting the local economy through the trips that we do and like all the experiences that are provided by like just the locals from everywhere just creatives from everywhere so that is yet still giving back and it's a way to kind of help in terms of like putting money inside of the local local economies which serves kind of like the same purpose but this is a service to service that's being passed on and it's not like you're giving something for free just like that but like somebody sharing their experience or their creativity with somebody who's interested in knowing more about that creativity or that experience. So it's a it's a it's a humbling experience. Um so that's what drives me. What drives me is just being that connecting bridge. Waking up every morning and be like, who am I gonna connect these two? How am I gonna connect these two worlds? Um or like how am I also on a selfish note, how am I gonna find myself back home and just be able to be like, you know what? I am back home and enjoying life. Um, so and just seeing the smiles like whenever sometimes like i go to the airport to pick up people um my team does it sometimes i go depending on what um but like i like seeing that oh my god i am in africa kind of like kind of smile or like they cry and you're like you you made it you made it or like when they're leaving everybody's like oh my god i don't want to go anymore like that actually does it for me because i we knew we we know like we have done what we were supposed to do it's the
1: gift that keeps on giving gives to yes
0: yes yes and then of course money is always a drive but like it's not as a drive compared to when i was going in a career of nursing where it was money first now it's passion first and it's wanting to see how you will contribute to everyone and then while you're contributing to everybody, both the client and the host, yeah. you are like literally you're sharing with everybody and then everything comes back to you also at the same time. So that's that's the big difference between a career and then following a passion. Uh,
1: I, 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 I love it. Every time you, if you put the mission first, the money will always come.
0: Exactly. Yep.
1: And if you're doing something not only for you but for other people, if you're only doing it for people, it's actually great. So,
0: yeah,
1: and yeah. Um, it, it keeps giving back to you, whether it's financially yes, exactly. or just yep. the thrill, the fulfillment yeah. of that, yeah. just giving back. It, it's the best, yeah. it's the best feeling. It's the best feeling.
0: It is, it is. One of the best gifts that I ever got was um, probably like three years, ago, four years ago. My dad, he never wanted to leave the village. So anything you did, you had to go visit him in the village. Like that was it. You you had to come all the way from America, get off in the Salaam and fly three hours to go to the village and see him. Oh, good so idea. yeah. So like when I was working as a dietitian. I only got two weeks of vacation to come back home and it was very hard for me to actually only have two weeks if i have two weeks by the time i come in and tell them when i leave his time is up yeah. so if i want to go see my father sometimes it used to be a challenge but then when i switched over and was doing travel i like there was time i'd spend like two weeks with them i just went there and of course i had my laptop with me working and the internet was working great and i would just sit there and just watch my dad just like he's drinking his tea slowly and like i used to bring him like cookies he loved cookies used to bring him cookies he would sit there and just sip and eat a cookie very peaceful birds singing in the background the the, like sounds and everything very peaceful and i would just look at him and just smile and he would just smile back at me and i did that i think probably like four times four or five times when he was passing away two years ago zero regrets I was like dad going in peace because you and I we had enough time Yeah. <laughs> we shared enough time that was like one of my best gifts that I like, like literally from just switching over to travel and having that time and appreciating time with people that was the best time that I ever spent and I couldn't have done it if I was if I stayed being a dietitian and not following my passion that would have never happened and I'll probably be at, at his uh, funeral crying just like everybody else like oh my god we never uh-uh. I was like listen rest in peace <laughs> rest in peace because I know yeah. your time has come and everything and I appreciate your time with me I had a good time with you rest in peace yeah that was one of the most humbling um, moments and just uh, accepting time and allowing um, just appreciate quality time with no, the people I've- you love I I love
1: that. I love that. I I heard um, Steve Harvey say your dream will make room for you. So it makes for a lot of room. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that he gave you time. Your dream gave you time with your father. And not everybody can say that. Exactly. Especially for immigrants. It's very hard. like something happens to our loved one. Sometimes we can't (laughs) even go
0: and, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, because of restrictions from work like you're saying the two weeks mm-hmm. that's mostly the vacation time that everybody gets um, here when you come yeah. and by the time you I fly, even
0: know,
1: and yeah, you fly I even, it's like time to mm-hmm. go back
0: yeah I even know some people who have spent almost like 30 years 40 years without coming back home mm-hmm. and like their, their loved ones are passing away because if they come they cannot go back yeah. like literally they're like in that so like it's so painful it's super painful it's it like, very um, painful yeah yeah it's very painful like 30-40 years you can't come back it's like it's yeah so like I was super mm-hmm. lucky when you think of that it's like one of the luckiest moments that you could ever have so yeah
1: no I, I'm, I'm I'm grateful for that for you at this point in your life you're very successful
0: getting there I'm getting there okay.
1: from me looking in I think you're successful. Thank
0: you. That's
1: the syndrome of overachievers. I have it. Yeah. So I know. <laughs> I can recognize it anywhere. So, <laughs> But me looking in, have you found your concrete pastures?
0: I don't know if I could like put a measure to it. Like, oh my God, I hate success. This is what success looks like. I think success is just like how my mom did it in smaller bits, success is on a daily basis. These different goals on a daily basis. So like each goal that I hit, I consider that a success. I don't consider that a huge milestone as of oh my God, I hit it. Cause like at any point you might fall. Cause like once you hit the top, top, there's nowhere else to go, but downwards. So like, I just like taking those small measures and always making sure that So success for me looks like when a client is back in the U.S. and they're super happy with their trip. That's success. That's a win. And I count all my wins are like very small wins. And I'm always on that mission of kind of like winning the small wins, small wins all the time. That's success to me. That's what I consider success. And that's what drives me every day because it's like those small wins. I always want to do the small wins instead of waiting for the big win. But let me say, if you're talking about like something that we have done, I recently bought property in Zanzibar. And I want to build, like, a six-bedroom villa. I'm, like, talking that into existence. Amen. But, like, I got the (laughs) land already. But now I want to do, like, a crowdfund to be able to raise money and then build it. And it's a space for, like, creatives like us. It's a space where I want, we want people to come there to be able to, use the time the quality time to create and so from musicians to an author to like just the creative like you and i who's who needs that moment to kind of say you know what I need to go work remotely in Tanzania for two weeks. Where do I go? Where do I find that creative space to go to and just like create with fellow creatives? That's the villa that I want to build because like I have lived, I've gained so much just from having that space and the quality time to become the person i become. And I feel like it will also help others. I will consider that a huge success in 2024. Once we get it done, I'll be like, oh, this will be helping other people to kind of like, I, I'll be
1: coming to, to, to the, world. <laughs> I, 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 yes. I need to, uh, the thing is I, whenever I'm thinking of different ideas, different things, I have to change my environment. Yes. Whether it's just going to a restaurant to go mm-hmm. sit down or going for a walk, especially my walks when I'm trying to get yeah. my, yeah. my 10,000 steps in. It's when mm-hmm. I even come up with the titles for the episodes, yep. I um, I think better there's no distractions I could have something in my ears but still my mind is on what the plan is whatever I'm working yep. on currently and mm-hmm. I love the idea of having a villa or a space to hold the uh, creators because we yep. don't have that space at least I don't yep. know about it if, they have, if there's this one out there I don't know about it but I think it's a great idea Especially for us Africans, it would be great. Mm. I want to come and
0: yes.
1: be able to experience that and be able to experience your
0: home, your country. Yep. I love it. You have it. a great time. <laughs> I'm like, you have a great time. So that's, that's like, no, one, I that's love like it. One of my biggest dreams, yeah. Because, like, you always have. To- for me I am lear- I learned everything from my mom you build slowly everything comes piece by piece piece by piece yes. you can't think of like that huge million dollar dream and you think it's gonna come just like that it's everything is little by little like her whole she spent her whole life working on becoming she is yeah. still becoming so she hasn't yeah. reached there yet but she's still becoming and she's happy becoming um, yeah. and that's no, I- the thing that I'm taking is just I'm happy doing things to becoming and bringing whoever is coming along and they just like we're all leading ourselves into that journey together
1: well said well said because we we're yeah. all on that journey of becoming but a mm-hmm. it's every day but you have to work at it every single day
0: exactly you have every to day. do it every day it's every yeah you have to do it every day yeah consistency is key you have to do it every day
1: oh. I love it Is there anything I (laughs) haven't asked you That you would like To share With our audience
0: No I think you ask Almost like everything Life is good In Tanzania That's all It's hot It's hot And it is
1: freezing In New York
0: I know You guys are called We are hot
1: Yeah, I know. I appreciate you. I know our time difference has been crazy.
0: Yes, it's almost seven. Yes.
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's evening. (laughs) And I appreciate you for pouring into the community. And I just... I I love this conversation. I really wanted to just get to know your story and how life was in Tanzania. And a lot of people will be super excited to just experience Tanzania. Just like, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's on my bucket list. I mean, Kilimanjaro is there. So, hey. And you actually have... (laughs) on <laughs> well,
0: my back at least you could no 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 you could oh, my bucket list. Oh, my you list. on my back at least how to climb it you could i have people who climb me they're like 70 years old eighty years old they climbed it there is a trick to it so oh. there's a line that starts like Kurimanjaro, climbing Kurimanjaro is here my mom when she went to climb it so there's a line that shows you my mom stepped two foot um, two steps on the other side and then she steps i think it was like 10 or 15 steps and she was like i climbed it so that's it there's a line just don't tell people how far you went. just be like once you cross over that line that's we have a cheat it sheet. Like, yes okay. i climbed it Okay, a cheat so we gonna... it. that's it <laughs>
1: great so we have a cheat sheet i actually want yeah. to uh, climb it climb it one yeah. of you. when you're ready we can do it together
0: Yeah. How far did you go? Mind your business. (laughs) Mind your business. Why are you in mind? You go climbing. (laughs) That's it. I love it. All right, my dear. So I will leave you with a song that I learned from Uganda. Okay. I'm not a good singer, but I'll sing it, and then I'll explain what it says. Okay. So this is the first we've never had someone sing. Yes, yes. I am not a musician, but I learned it from Uganda when I was literally five, six years old. I still remember it till today, and it's always one of those songs that kind of like, I it it kind of like every morning I wake up and sing it, and it would just remind me why I am here and why I should continue going. So the song goes, Mm So the song is, in this world, what am I doing? In this world, how do I want to be remembered? In this world, what am I doing? In this world, how do I want to be remembered? So that's one thing I want to leave people. When you are stuck in that way like in your ways just remember how do you want to contribute in this world what are you saying in this world and how do you want to contribute so that's it
1: beautiful (laughs) beautiful we'll end on that note that's it for this episode thank you again for lending us your ears it's truly an honor to save each and every dreamer you can continue to support us by liking, sharing and following us on our social media pages. The links are all in the show notes. We have so many exciting projects and adventures in store for you. Until next time, keep dreaming.